Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. Welcome back to the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. If you are sick and you take a pill, then that pill dissolves in your bloodstream, delivering the medicine to your body. But what if the pill you swallowed could actually report back from inside your body on the progress it's making? That is what a Swiss pharmaceutical company is trying to develop. The firm is making a special pill, but with a computer chip embedded in it, so it can both deliver drugs and transmit information from inside a patient's body. The chip has a small wireless transmitter on it that can send the data back to a patch on the skin, and then on to a smartphone or to the patient's doctor. Of course, the chip will only be in the body for so long, as long as it takes to work its way through your digestive system. But to be able to transmit data from inside the body would give doctors a lot more idea of how the body is reacting to treatment. These days, all modern cities around the world have streetlights to keep the city safe and well illuminated. But streetlights are not very attractive. So researchers in Taiwan are developing an idea to replace traditional streetlights with trees that glow in the dark. The concept is to add gold nanoparticles within the leaves on the trees, which cause the leaves to give off a red glow, so that the tree can actually light the road below without the need for electric power. If it could be developed on a cheap enough scale, then the trees would benefit the environment on three levels: reduce carbon emissions, cut electricity costs, and reduce light pollution, yet still maintaining the safety that streetlights bring. Unfortunately, as the magic ingredient in the glowing tree leaves is gold, I wouldn't expect a rush to introduce the new trees from cities that are struggling with a tight budget. Meanwhile, another bioengineering project in the United States is hoping to grow the raw materials for making plastic from plants. Scientists from the Brookhaven National Laboratory have engineered a relative of the cabbage plant to create the raw material for producing plastics. Currently, most plastic still comes from oil or coal, although plastics made from plants are becoming more common. The bioengineered cabbage plant grows seeds that are rich in fatty acids that can be used as a chemical building block for making common plastics. And being plant-based, the plastic would be much more biodegradable too. So, although we are a long way from growing all our plastic from plants, this is a good start. If you look at the periodic table, then the collection of so-called rare earth elements is a bunch of 17 increasingly valuable resources, but with strange names like scandium and yttrium. More uses are being found for these elements in industrial, commercial, and military applications, and they're in pretty short supply. Also, rising prices of more common metals like copper and nickel are leading researchers to look elsewhere for metal deposits. Where? In the Earth's oceans. 
It is thought that scattered at the bottom of the oceans are vast numbers of small rocks that contain reasonable amounts of copper, cobalt, nickel, and manganese, possibly along with rare earth elements too. As most of these metal blobs are just sitting on the sea floor, one way to mine these metals would be to have teams of robots scouring the bottom of the sea and picking up the lumps of metal. Naturally, robots able to do that are not easy or cheap to develop, but scientists believe that as the price of metals and rare earth elements increase and the availability of them elsewhere in the world diminishes, then the seabed is the only reasonable answer. I just hope the robots can swim. There's a lot of good stories and new innovations on the science blog every week, but this one is really bad news. Food scientists are suspecting that in the years ahead, chocolate will become rarer, more expensive, and very much a delicacy, and not something that we can eat every day. Chocolate consumption is increasing faster than cocoa production, and cocoa prices have doubled in the past six years. Also, the cacao plant that grows cocoa beans can only be grown in fairly small areas of the world at latitudes within 10 degrees of the equator. Scientists are trying to breed more resilient trees, ones that could grow cocoa beans in other climates. But at the moment, the future for chocolate looks scarce and expensive in the long term. Maybe I'll just have a quick bar of chocolate now while it's still cheap. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the science blog for this week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website, and I'll see you next week with more. Teen Time presents podcast on demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time podcast on demand.